0: Do you feel overwhelmed with all that's going on in the world today or with everything you have to do? We'll be talking about that on today's program.
1: Welcome to Grace Overflowing, with your host Gene Dennis and Nina Jones. This podcast on faith, family, and culture is brought to you by Heritage of Truth, where we help you nurture lifelong confidence and biblical truth. Find us online at GeneDennis.com, That's J-E-A-N-N-E. B-E-N-N-I-S
0: Hello, friend. 2020 has been a confusing and upsetting time for people all over the world. Here at the beginning of 2021, we all need to be reminded that none of what we're experiencing surprises God. His perfect will will ultimately be accomplished. Meanwhile, as believers in Jesus Christ, We have God's promises to lean on. Two of those promises especially come to mind at this time. First of all, God promises never to leave us or forsake us. That means that whatever we go through, He will be with us. And secondly, He promises to use everything for our good and to eventually make us more like Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you today with these thoughts as we begin this week's podcast. Welcome to Grace
2: Overflowing. I'm Jeannie. And I'm Nina. Thanks for joining us. Today, I thought we could talk about feeling overwhelmed and how normal it is, first off, and how we don't have to feel overwhelmed. And I had some great little tidbits of wisdom that I wanted to share with you. So feeling overwhelmed is something that I deal with Constantly. It's almost an anxiety. Just the to do list never gets smaller. And before you know it, the first five things on your to do list have five more parts. I hear you. I'm a list maker. To the point my family teases me about it because I have lists of lists, a list of things that I have to get from this store and this store and this store. And then I will have a list of what stores I have to go to in what order, because if I go to this place first, the frozens in the back are going to melt or this place closes at a certain time. So I'm a list maker. So I highly recommend lists first off. And once you get your list written out, prioritize it put it in order whatever works for you it may be which one you need to get done first it may be which one's most important down to the least important and it's nice because when you make that list a lot of times you can look at things on that list and go hey I don't even have to do that one and you can just check it right off right there and so that helps too it kind of gets it out of your head onto paper we call it a brain dump I got a question
0: about that yes are you one of those people that if you forgot to write it down yes. and you get it, you write it down and then cross it out? Yes. Me too.
2: <laughs> I will do something that's not on my list and then I'll write it on my list just so I can cross it off and say uh-huh. I did it. I do the same thing. Isn't that great? It's just that gratification <laughs> of, ha ha, I did it. Whether I was told to, it's great. I love it. <laughs> And while you're making your list, keep the thought in the I don't even say the back of your mind, keep it in the front of your mind, knowing that when we're overwhelmed, nine times out of 10, we're just too busy. And a lot of the too busy stuff can be removed. And again, keep it in the front of your mind, not even the back. Know that the devil will use your busyness to keep your eyes off of Jesus. Mm. And and I've heard so many people make comments about you need to be serving here and here and here and here and here. But Jesus says, be still. Be still. And Mm -hmm. we cannot be still when we are so overwhelmed with 585 million things, even if it's serving in the right places. It's still going to turn into busyness if our heart is not right. That's right. And busyness will keep your eyes off Jesus. It will focus you internally. It will get you into your own head. And a lot of times that busyness, too, becomes works-based. If I'm not doing a million things, I must not be doing it right. And I can't tell you anywhere in the Bible where it says, make yourself so busy, you're exhausted, or you're doing it wrong. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I know Paul tells us, don't work, don't eat.
0: Do you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. (laughs) I'm just feeling a little convicted right now. Oh, me too. When I
2: was writing the (laughs) notes for this, it was like, okay, Lord, I hear you. And we have to remember, too, God rested. He created the universe in six days, and what did he do on day seven? He rested. Right. He didn't create the to-do list for next week. As an
0: example for us. Yes.
2: Yes. This I always thought was so cool, that scientifically, our bodies don't need sleep for any other reason than the fact that we need sleep. Think about that for a second. That our bodies only need sleep because they need sleep. Because we need rest. God created our bodies to feel tired at the end of the day because he wants us to rest. Mm -hmm. We could keep eating, we could keep sustaining, we could keep busy, 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 but God created that need for rest in our bodies on purpose. Again, God rested on day seven. We have to remind ourselves, even if you have to schedule your rest, (laughs) because here we are on our list again, put that in your list, God does say, be still. And when we're doing 800
0: million things at once, we're not being still. No, we're not. And he told us be still and know that I am God. Right. Well, God is in charge of our lives, isn't He? Right. And yes. He told us to rest, so right. we need to listen to Him and not feel like we've got to be busy all the time. Right. And to I know be productive. In it, fact, I can't be productive if I don't get enough rest, and that's most people are that way.
2: And I think that that is. God creating that in us to force us to rest because he wants us to be still. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how we have just this mindset that if we're not constantly doing something, we're not productive members of society. And what what brought that on? What started that? Now we're spoiled because we've got technology that does everything for us, and we don't have to go out and plow our own fields. And Until technology doesn't work. <sighs> Blessing and a curse, I'm <laughs> telling you. <laughs> But I mean, even back to the Proverbs 31 woman, she got up before the sun came up. And I've heard the comment before that, that well, she had servants and she had help. Well, mom, dad, so do we. They're called Whirlpool and General Electric and Maytag. <laughs> and those are our helpers. Yeah, that's true. And so be still, just be still. And I, I know in my experience, sometimes I get thickheaded. sometimes, only sometimes. <laughs> and, and God will tell me, He'll force me to be still. I have found that when I'm too crazy, when I'm too busy, when there's too much going on, nine times out of 10, somebody in my family will get sick. Or you'll get sick. Or I'll get <laughs> sick. And it's like, okay, Lord, here's my rest. You know, I didn't have a choice now. And and so sometimes God will do that. He will present opportunities for us to be still, whether we like them or not, or whether mm-hmm. they're convenient or not. Mm-hmm. And you have to remember, too, when did Paul do some of his best writing?
0: When he was in prison. Right. And what mm-hmm. was he doing in prison? Waiting to die. Being still. <laughs> Being still.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's, it's comical to think of it that way, but that's what he was doing. He was mm-hmm. still. He wasn't running to the next town. He wasn't trying to find out, you know, where he was going to eat that meal or sleep that night. He was chained up. Mm-hmm. And we've got the prison epistles, and that's where God was. He was in prison writing these epistles. Mm -hmm. So grateful for that. I I think, too, sometimes we think that being still has to be a week-long vacation or scheduling five hours a day. It's not. I mean, bathroom break, brushing your teeth. Just listen. Listen for the Lord to speak to you. Praise. You know, praise God. Listen for His guidance, His wisdom. Thank you, Father, for, for loving me. Thank you, Father, for telling me to be still, and I mean, sometimes just that overwhelm, we do it to ourselves because of disobedience. We're not being still, and a lot of the busyness that we have is just busyness. What does it give us the side of eternity? Mm-hmm. You know, I heard someone say years ago, does this have eternal value? And if it doesn't, is it really worth taking up your still time for the Lord? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. So Sometimes just... The feeling of overwhelm, I don't know how else to word it other than nine times out of ten, we do it to ourselves. We make up our minds that we have to be all things to all people, and we totally forget to be still.
0: How about when people in the church want us to get more involved than we are? Let your no be no. Yeah, I have trouble with that one.
2: Oh, me too. And I'll tell you this, a lot of times when you start saying no, you start losing friends. (laughs) And that's terrible to to think of. But I mean, when you start saying no, there are people that they don't want to hear no. And especially when you're usually a yes person. So what does that mean? Where you're usually a yes person is people are probably going to come to you first. If you're a yes person, people know that. And when you're a no person, people also know that. And so you've got to find that balance. You say yes where God has called you to say yes, but you say no where God has called you to say no and let your no be no. And that was the hardest thing for me to learn when I started saying no was I don't have to say why, I can just say no. Yeah, exactly. I always have felt like I had to tell people why. Mm-hmm. I and have to explain myself. I have to make sure you understand and are
0: okay with my no. Well, then that also opens the way for them to tell you why your excuse isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Like they feel like they have the right to do that. yeah. And that's not true. They don't have that right. If you've said no, then they should let you say no. See, and that's, that's hard for me because I know if I
2: asked you, Hey, Miss Jean, would you blah, blah, blah. And you said, no, <laughs> my first thought would be, all right, she's got a good reason. <laughs> Especially if you're a yes person and all of a sudden you're saying no.
0: Yeah. One thing that I think happens when you tend to be a yes person is when you get overwhelmed, you feel like quitting everything. Mm-hmm. And I've done that before, where I got so involved at church or helping at my daughter's school when she was young before we started homeschooling that I would get to the point where I just say, I can't do anymore. I can't do anymore. So I started quitting everything, mm-hmm. and it's really important to find a balance mm-hmm. and not just to pull out of everything like right. that. One thing that somebody told me years
2: ago was for everything that you say yes to, you're saying no to something else. That's true. And for everything that you say no to, it gives you the ability to say yes to something else. Mm -hmm. And I had to retrain myself to think because my thinking was, hey, there's an empty spot on my schedule. I got to put something there. And that's crazy. Why do we why do we do this to ourselves? But that's exactly what I was doing was every empty space that I had, I had to put something there. And when I heard that quote, it really made me realize that by saying yes to every little thing that comes my way, I was saying no to my peace and I was saying no to extra little playtime with my kids or mm-hmm fill in the blank. I was having to rush through cooking dinner now because I had to say yes to and I didn't have to. And so I had to really retrain my thinking that everything that you say yes to, you're saying no to something else, even if it's just a little bit of peace and quiet, because we do need that our bodies need that this feeling of being overwhelmed all the
0: time is not, it's not normal and it's not just our bodies that need it our spirits need yes. it our souls need it yes we need that time set apart time with with the lord even just for a minute if you're feeling overwhelmed pull away for right 3 to 4 minutes and and just spend some time in silence with the lord yes he said be still and know that i am god
2: mm-hmm. not Be still and think about the next thing you got to jump on. (laughs) It's funny, but that's exactly what we do. And for me, the racing brain, when I be still, my mind is going a million miles an hour. And that is not what being still is. Be still. Be quiet. Listen for him. Know that he is God and stop packing every second of our day full of stuff that on this side of eternity half of it doesn't mean anything anyway Mm -hmm. and again even even service for god if you're serving 500 places in the church and you're totally fried and overwhelmed are you doing it with a servant's heart or are you doing it because it's obligation Mm -hmm. are you doing it because the lord led you to do it or because you're a yes person and you're afraid of what friends you're going to lose when you say no and that's not okay either Because that is how the devil will get you. He will get you so busy that you cannot be still. On that
0: note, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back.
1: Are your children afraid to go to sleep at night? Even older children can struggle with nighttime anxiety. The ebook, Help Your Child Sleep Without Fear, offers a proven plan to help children trust God at night instead of giving in to fear.
0: Just remember
1: Jesus loves you. Download your free copy today at jeanedennis.com slash bedtime.
0: We're back. Now, Nina, where does grace come in to our feeling overwhelmed? Okay, so first of all, God commands us,
2: be still, know that I am God. And that in itself is grace because A God with no grace would say, "Um, excuse me, you have 30 minutes on Monday from 1030 to 11 o'clock where you don't have something planned, so get to it. That (laughs) is not grace. Our grace is that God tells us to be still, to be calm, to listen in the quiet, to, to seek him. Lord, speak to my heart, whatever you want me to hear right now. God tells us to be still. And that is the grace in it
0: in that he is
2: telling you to chill out.
0: Everything he asks us to do, he gives us the grace to be able to do it. Yes. So he's not going to ask us to do something he doesn't empower us to do. Right, exactly. How would you have me to
2: seek you and pray and and look for you in this time of feeling completely overwhelmed? Lord, what would you have me to take off of my to-do list Lord, what would you have me do here? I'm completely overwhelmed. There's too much on my plate. What can I get rid of? Ask his permission and he will show you exactly what is yours to do and what is not yours to do.
0: And when you do ask, you need to make sure you are willing to listen to what he has to say. Amen. That's a hard thing. You might have something that he's, he's going to tell you that needs to come off your plate and mm-hmm. it might not be something you want to get rid of. And you also have to seek him in the process of it. Lord,
2: what would you have me to get rid of? Okay, this thing here. Now I have to call that person, and mm-hmm. they're probably not going to like me too much after this. <laughs> so give me the words to say. Give me the emotion to feel. Give mm-hmm. me fill in the blank, whatever you need. You have to seek the Lord. As believers, when we're saved, you know, the Lord gives us the fruit of the Spirit, mm-hmm. love, joy, peace, mm-hmm. patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, gentleness
0: self-control, peace, peace. And patience, and patience, yes. Sometimes patience with ourselves, <laughs> yeah. And self control; yes. those those really go into when you're feeling overwhelmed. overwhelmed. I think a lot of it has to do with being Westerners, being Americans, mm-hmm. because when I was in in Southeast Asia. Time didn't matter that much. A schedule didn't matter. If they were going to meet you at a certain time, it might be 20, 30 minutes later. (laughs) Because that's the way they live there. And it was actually a nice, relaxed atmosphere that I liked. How refreshing. (laughs) Yes. It was very refreshing. And in some ways, I miss that. I, I wish I could feel that way and not always feel so stressed and rushed. Another thing that's important when you're eating meals, try Ooh. to make sure that if you've got someplace you have to be, that you allow plenty of time to eat in a relaxed fashion mm-hmm. because it's not good for your body to be wolfing down your food. It's not. I no. know they make you do it in college and I have a big issue with that, but <sighs> yeah, it's, it's really not good for your body. It's not good for your digestion.
2: It's not. And I mean, to go that road too. you know, the food that God intended us to eat. Now, I'm not talking about the food that human hands have been all over and we've processed a million things and (laughs) added our own, you know, stuff makes me crazy. But the food that God intended us to eat, like think of your favorite fruit. Mine is banana. And you Mm -hmm. take a bite of that banana and it's just the most sweet Blessed thing and it just tastes good and you just want to enjoy it and savor it. And when God made that piece of fruit, he made it and went, I made this taste exactly the way I know Nina's going to love that banana. Mm
1: hmm.
2: And so, I mean, that's
0: for me, it's a peach. A peach, yes. Ooh, just oh. think of a fresh, juicy peach. Yes, that mm. bite
2: and that sweetness. God Sweet did that hard at the purpose. same time. Yeah. Yeah. He created this fruit and these vegetables and all these wonderful flavors and aromas and colors on purpose because mm-hmm. he loves us. I mean, there's grace right there. Oh, my goodness. Like he could have given us cardboard to eat that had vitamins in it. I mean, you see where I'm going with this, but yes. instead he made it good. Mm-hmm. He made it enjoyable. And wow, I mean, how cool is that? Like how how great is God that the food that we aren't supposed to eat, the healthy food that sustains us, tastes so good
0: and smells so good. He did that on purpose.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so when you are getting ready to enjoy that food, don't let your overwhelm ruin it. now. no. And it's hard sometimes, if you're really having a bad day. But try to at least stop, take time to thank the Lord for the food, to appreciate those those nice odors and and flavors, and even the appearance of the food. You know, so colorful yeah. fruits and vegetables are so beautiful, and and let that help give you a little bit more peace when you're in the middle of overwhelm. Yes. So let's end with a prayer for. Somebody feeling overwhelmed right now. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And Lord, we are so
2: grateful that you have called us to be still. Father, that it is not your will that we pack our day full of busyness. Father, but that we are to seek you in your peace, in your grace. Father, we love you. Lord, we lift up our brother and sister in you who is feeling overwhelmed. Father, we pray that you would guide them father that you would show them what they can lord maybe let go of father Mm -hmm. or maybe something that they need to grab hold of to feel less overwhelmed lord we pray that you would give them wisdom that you would give them peace that you would give them guidance
0: and that your will be done in their lives in your name we pray father amen amen okay well we'll talk to you next time Bye. do you know jesus as your lord and savior If not, would you like to? Stay tuned to the end of this broadcast for a special message just for you.
1: Thank you for spending time with us today. Write us with your questions, suggestions, and comments at graceoverflowingpodcast at gmail.com. We'd also love to connect with you on social media. You can join our Grace Overflowing Podcast Facebook group or connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. If you like what you've heard, please leave a positive review and subscribe. May God bless you and your family as you grow closer to Him.
0: Friend, this is Jean Dennis. My co-host Nina and I have the unspeakable joy of knowing God personally. Do you know Him? If not, you can. But you need to understand something first. You see, all of us have broken God's law. All have sinned and we deserve God's punishment. Why? Because God is holy beyond our imagination. Even our good deeds are filthy compared to His perfection. We can never be good enough for heaven, no matter what we do. Only people who have been cleansed and forgiven by God Himself can enter His presence. We would have been left in a hopeless situation, except that God provided a way. That way, the only way, is Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus took our sins unto himself as if he were the guilty one. He suffered our rightful punishment when he died on the cross so we could be cleansed and covered with his holiness. Then he rose from the dead, conquering death, So we could live forever with him. Jesus wants to save you. He wants to make you his. He offers salvation as a free gift. You can't pay for it. You can't earn it. You just have to humbly admit you're a sinner. Turn away from your sin and commit to follow him. Then he'll make you a new creation and give you the Holy Spirit to empower you to live a godly life. I pray you'll accept God's free gift and then tell everyone you know about your new life in Jesus Christ. If we can help you, contact us at graceoverflowingpodcast at gmail.com.